What's up, beautiful people? I'm here with my buddy Islander from the band. If you guys don't know him per se in the band, he's toured with all, all the bands like Corn, I Prevail, and everybody like that. So if you haven't heard of them, I'm sure you will because they got a lot of good things going on and going to be doing some good stuff. Um, So I'm the kind of guy that loves to go to shows and I get crazy. When you watch me, I get crazy. Like I get amped up way before the show. I'm out there getting crazy. <laughs> Bouncing up and down in my chair and all kind of stuff, man. I'm going crazy. I remember when I was at the last seven death show, during the show, the guy had to keep moving the barricade 500 times because I kept pushing it with my feet. That's how crazy <laughs> I get. I'm rocking my whole chair. So, Dude. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, that's, that's what the bands like to see, though, man. Yeah. I'm like say, if I could, man, I'd be jumping off the speakers with you. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah, I, I need to stop doing that. I'm getting hurt, man. <laughs> My well, knees all what, jacked up. That's what the fun of it is, man. You gotta have fun. Get out there and just hurt True. yourself because you don't know when you'll be able to do it again. So just have fun. Ain't that the truth? That's what, yeah. I, yeah. I needed to hear that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we like to see too. We feed. I feed off your energy. Like when when I saw Morgan playing the last show, I feed off his energy. I even oh, watch. Yeah. I even watch videos of him playing. And I'll be in my room and like just my dad's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, yeah, man, dude, I, he's fun, he's bro. freaking sick, dude. He's an amazing drummer, bro. Yeah. So when I watch your music videos and I see you, I'm I'm doing what you're doing in the video. I'm I'm in my own world, man. Dude, that's how to do it, man. I manifest all this. So with that being said, it goes into my first question: What is your priest or ritual, and how do you get uh, stay calm or you know stay calm and just be easy for a show before you got there and get crazy. For me, I just, um, I don't like being around a ton of people before we go on stage because I like to kind of get my mind right. And I'm, I'm an introvert by nature. So it, it's a little easier for me to kind of think straight and get everything, you know, in line in my head if I can have a moment alone. So usually I take about 30 minutes to an hour doing my warm ups. I do vocal warm ups, um, make sure I, um, I think every lead singer, every band probably does this, but I make sure I use the bathroom. Most people don't think about that, but you don't want to go on stage and start jumping off of speakers and stuff when uh, you just ate or whatever. So I try to keep it light. I eat a little bit and then I use the restroom just to put it nicely. And, and then, uh, then we go rock the show, dude. And I eat, I eat pretty good afterwards. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, so that goes into my next question. Uh, what do you think, due to the cost of tickets and Ticketmaster and the fees and things like that, I'm on a fixed income because I have disabilities, so it's very hard for people with disabilities to go to shows. I'm very fortunate to be able to save money. I have a job to go to shows. But what do you think the bands and the and Ticketmaster and things like that can do to offset the cost of tickets and do something to help people on fixed incomes and things like that? That's a really good question. Um, I'm not going to act like I know the the fix, you know, the automatic answer, but I can say that there's some, most bands, I would say most bands that I know personally, you know, we try to keep the cost down as much as possible. Um, but with the band needing to be paid, with the roadies needing to be paid, you know, that's the, the driver, the sound guy, any of the crew, um, that I know that you know the money's got to come from somewhere, and then you got the promoter and the venue. I think 
a lot of it would be honestly just off the top of my head right now, um, getting rid of merch cuts, you know, venues taking merch cuts and stuff like that, that would put more money in the band's pocket. Um, and the fans would even probably like it more knowing that the money's going directly to the band rather than just jumping in the pocket of the venue or not the venue, but the promoter or whatever. Um, or the venue. I don't even know. It's all it's all confusing. But they take a cut of our merch every night, and I don't agree with that. So that would probably cut cost from having to have ticket prices so much. Yeah, I think it was I Favela. One of the bands I saw, they said that they didn't sell merchandise at one of their shows because the venue wanted to take mm-hmm. too much money of the profit. So I thought that was amazing that they didn't sell the t-shirts and stuff because of that. So yeah. I, really, I really looked up to that. I was like, wow, that's amazing for them to really you know, consider the fans of that aspect. I know it sucks because we don't get our t-shirts and stuff, but hey, I'd rather them do that. And then the venue charge them a lot of money and then have to charge us extra money. So that was great. Dude, absolutely. There's been times where we've actually sold just out the back of our van before, just so that we can avoid those costs because yeah, it's, it's rough. It's like, we're already not making a bunch of money. And it's again, it's not about money, but everybody has to have money to continue doing what they do and doing what they love. So that's something that we've, we've done before. We've just gone and sold out. We've been like, meet us outside. We'll sell you stuff out the back of the van. Exactly. You got kids and families and roadies and all that stuff too. So yeah, I totally get it. Um, So you said you have an album coming out called Grammy nominated. So that leads me to my next question. What is your proudest moment since starting the band or what have you, done that you really are happy that you accomplished and where do you see it going in the future for me it's just the childhood dreams um i'm, I'm i was stoked to go on tour with pod and corn and and all these bands um but as far as other stuff outside of like you know getting the music side of it um meeting sting the wrestler and becoming good friends with him um, we did a music video with sting and We've done some other stuff with him. We have a song coming out um, in the AEW video game about Sting. Um, so for me, just separate from, you know, it, 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 it's all the stuff I just dreamed of as a kid. That That's that's what it is for me. It's not the industry politics or anything like that. And I, I think it's cool that we've been, you know, on the billboard charts or whatever. But it's just cool knowing that we, you know, got discovered by our heroes and stuff, Bad Brains and, and P.O.D. and Corn and all these bands know who we are and have taken us on tour. Well, I've seen Corn six or seven times and I love it. And I'm like a huge Corn fan. You can't see my feeling, but I have like tapestries of Corn everywhere. So I get what it's like to even just not even meet them, but just see your, your heroes live and in person and be able to say I've seen them six times. That's pretty amazing. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, dude. I'm I'm glad to see people like you supporting music and loving music because, you know, you're the reason that any of us get to do this. Wearing Deftone shirts and and interviewing us and stuff. You guys are the heartbeat. All the inter- people that interview bands and buy tickets to the shows. That to me, that's the heartbeat of this whole thing. Well, by you being on this interview with me today, you're actually helping me live out what I want to do because this is what I I'm a very visionary person. I see myself doing things like this. So. Like I said, whenever I hear your music and I see you doing what you're doing in the video on stage or the live show, I actually see myself doing that. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen my podcast with Scott. That's how we got hooked up. Scott Bowling. Yeah, I watched some of it. Yeah, we talked about that. And I told him I was a, I'm a, a visionary. I'm a visionary myself doing this. And I see myself. So 
being here with you and interviewing you is actually what I saw myself doing. I saw myself working for radio stations and all kind of stuff. Dude, that's awesome. I, I, I try to tell people all the time, you know, really follow your dreams. I, I don't mean that lightly. I don't mean it to sound cheesy. It's just, you know, I, I believe that we can make them happen. And the worst thing that can happen is they don't happen, but they're not going to happen unless we try. Yeah. So well, that's the thing I tell people too. I'm like, your dreams don't happen overnight. I've been a, a fan of you since the new wave and all that came out since you was on Octane. Yeah. And then I was like, man, I want to, I want to interview that guy. I want to talk to him and actually get to know him and, you know, talk about what you're doing and, you know, just live out my dream of being on the radio station interviewing you. So yeah, I've had this dream for a long time. Dude, that's awesome. And by you living your dream, I'm living mine by getting to sit here and talk to you. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So um, I noticed the other day when I was doing my, a little bit of research for the interview and trying to go back over what we already talked about and think about it. How did you get involved with the, uh, with a nonprofit whosoever? I've always been a big fan of them and what they do in Lacey Stern, but I was wondering how you actually got involved with them. So that's cool. For me, so I, I've, I was never like a decider of like, um, you know, what they were going to do or anything like that. So I'm not involved in that kind of way, but I'm a supporter um, and a believer of what it is that they're doing. They're going into schools and prisons and all kind of stuff and just spreading love and telling people about the goodness of Christ. And for me, that that's um, it's a personal thing, but that's what I'm, I'm about. And I just want to love people and let them know that, you know, somebody cares about them and that they were created for more than whatever this world has to offer. And I just, um, I believe that goes deeper than, you know, music or, or what, whatever it is, our talents or platform or whatever you want to call it to come together and do something like that um, and just spread love to our communities. That's, that's something I want to be involved in. But it, it just came from being friends with like Sonny and, and all those guys and Ryan Reese. Yeah, that's awesome because um, I have a nonprofit called By the Horns, and that's what we're doing, trying to do. We're trying to spread the love of, you know, people with disabilities and show them that oh, just because man. we have disabilities don't mean that we can't do anything and we can't get out. It's just all about being around people and uh, interacting with them and showing love and showing that we can all do the same thing. We all exist in this world together. Absolutely. Dude, you you said it better than I ever could just now. I I, I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. So um, you said that you saw part of my interview with Scott, and I don't know if you heard, but I've been on stage with Slipknot. It's kind of funny because I actually got on the stage kind of illegally, and they didn't know I was on stage. So, yeah, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but I got past security, past the barricade where the like the venue security is. Yeah. Past that, well, his security didn't know I was, on stage or they didn't know I was in a wheelchair because my friend took me out of my chair and put me on stage. So yeah, it was a big fiasco for a minute and there was a big altercation, big fight. I fell off the stage. So Clown actually went crazy. He ran down stage and got me some drumsticks and stuff. So what would you do if you saw something like that happen at your show? Oh my gosh. Dude, first of all, that's an amazing story. Um, second of all, usually and this isn't every time, but usually if we see somebody in a wheelchair or anything like that, we let them come uh, sit on stage. That's 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 one of our policies. We're like, you know what? We don't we don't want you to have to struggle or whatever or feel like feel like people can't pit around you or you can't enjoy the show the way that you want to. 
we've actually had people in wheelchairs crowd surf to the stage to get on stage with us and everything. So for me, for me, you, you're going to have the best seat in the house if it's an Islander show, bro. Yeah, it's funny because I've actually crowd surfed before. I was in my wheelchair and nothing but t-shirts and boxers. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a little more wild and crazy. And so, yeah. yeah. I don't well, yeah, I don't let my disability stop me. So you might see me on a show doing something crazy. Like I know that guy. I was gonna say, dude, I want you to do a some kind of like we'll we'll build a ramp and you go up it and jump off into the crowd that way, like a stage hey, dive or something. Hey, if, you, if you play a show close to me, man, I'm I'm down. I'm I'm a skydiver. I do all kind of crazy stuff. I'm about living dreams, dude. Oh, dude, that's amazing. We Heck can yeah. even, we can even do it for a music video. You so you 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 skydive. I skydive. Dude, I've always been scared to, bro. There's a part of me that wants to, but I've been nervous. Yeah, I've done it three times. I actually done it for a documentary and all kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm get out there and do a lot of stuff. So Is it yeah, scary? I love it. I'm not the one that's asked if it's scary because I love it. But yeah, okay. the hardest part is being able to breathe because you got to be able to breathe correctly. Yeah. And if you don't breathe correctly, you feel like you're going to have a panic attack. So gotcha. that's the key is breathing correctly. See, I would forget to breathe. I'd pass out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm always down to do something crazy. So if you ever want to do something for at a show, music video, have me do something crazy. I'm down. Heck yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure something out. Yeah. So um, what what have you ever seen anybody do something crazy? I know they probably hadn't got on stage illegally or jumped on stage. But what's the craziest thing you've ever seen somebody with a disability do at your show or anybody in the wheelchair? Oh man. I've seen people circle pit, you know, lead the circle pit in their wheelchairs. Um, I'm trying to think. Probably just the, you know, the crowd surfing and and stuff like that. I mean, we um, actually we have a friend, we have a friend's band, the lead singers in a wheelchair. Um, and we, anytime we're up north, we usually play with them. And um, he's he's amazing. We had him jump on stage and do some vocals with us one time. So that's dope. Heck yeah. When you were first starting the band um, and things got a little rough and they got a little tight and you didn't know if it was going to go anywhere, how did you stay motivated and stay close to your dreams and just stay positive and push through to make sure it happened? Dude, I still feel I still feel that way a lot of times. I, I um, for me, I just I just pray. I pray about it and ask the Lord if this is what I'm supposed to still be doing or be doing at all or whatever. And um, so far. He's he's continued to open doors and hasn't told me not to do it yet. Um, so I know that sounds overly spiritual to some people no, or whatever, I, but I love it, man. I yeah, love it. For, for I, me, I, yeah. I was gonna say for me, it's definitely, uh, you know, just making sure that my priorities are in line with being there for my wife, first and foremost, and, um, you know, my family. But I I feel called to do what I do. And I feel like God has blessed us and taken care of Islander. And I just want to want to do what I'm supposed to. That's awesome, man. I, um, I just got baptized this past year. Um, and it was the first time they ever baptized anyone in a wheelchair. So it was amazing to see all the preachers go through that. How they're going to do it. And they're like, can we do it the special way? I said, no, you're going to dump me. We're going to do it the real way. I'm not going to do anything out the norm and anything that nobody else would do. Because I think it's all about pushing and showing people what you can do. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. And something else I've learned 
is a lot of times, you know, people that don't have handicaps, they live handicapped anyway. And I don't, I don't, I don't like that. And to see you, somebody that people think, oh, he can't do this or that or whatever. It's baloney, dude. You're doing yeah. it. Yeah. I'm all about pushing people and tell them what they need to do and what they can do. I'm not about living handicapped. I'm about pushing the limit Absolutely. and doing what I'm not supposed to do and doing what people tell me I can't do. Absolutely. I say, yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. Handicap can really be a, a mentality more than, you know, a physical thing. Sometimes I've seen, I've met people that they're already living like, like a, a life they've given up or something. It's like, come on, like get up. Yeah. Um, so my next question is, what is your, it's kind of a, not a bad question, but it's something to think about. What is your biggest fear on stage? My biggest fear on stage is pooping. <laughs> I'm not my, even kidding, dude. That's my biggest fear. Has that ever happened? I mean, <laughs> it has not happened. Um, I can, I can guarantee you it has not happened. And if it ever does, I, we, me and the band have made jokes. We're like, we're not stopping. If any of us, Poop our pants. We're not stopping. Just roll with it. <laughs> That's funny. I thought it'd be something like, oh, you know, like having an emergency or having to run from a maniac or something. Not pooping. It's crazy. <laughs> no, pooping, bro. Because think about it. How are you going to get out of that situation? Like exactly. all that screaming and jumping in the crowd. It's like it's bound to happen to somebody. I'm sure it has. But, I mean, it hasn't I've, happened to me yet. I've honestly thought I was going to do that just in the crowd. Rock, and I was like, I better calm down. <laughs> <laughs> now yeah. if you do it in the crowd i would suggest going to the bathroom afterwards <laughs> yeah, cleaning that up but being in a chair and trying to get in the bathroom it's it's like you're trying to get off stage it's, it's that's weird. true it's hard that's true yeah so um just think about this if you could go on a farewell tour what would be your top three bands you would want to go with and what would be the message you would want all your fans to know or take away from that tour Oh man, are we already talking about the farewell? I ain't ready to go yet. <laughs> no. Oh man. I don't I don't okay, hear me out. I don't wanna I don't wanna speak about farewell and yet. So how about I just pick an amazing tour that if it were my last for some reason, I would be stoked on. How about that? There you go, there you go. Cause I, I don't want to think about farewell. So I would I would want to go out with with um my friends i would want to go out with pod because they've always been so good with us or good to us and um i just feel like they were one of the first you know bands to ever you know not only mentor our band but first bands that i ever got into um i would want it i would want bjork to be on the tour just because i've always wanted to work with her um she's one of my favorite artists yeah and uh man as far as the third one i guess my favorite heavy band zayo zayo would be a a cool awesome. one that's cool yeah so i noticed that i was watching uh it's not easy being human i was watching that video and i listened to the song and i didn't realize that lacy stern was on that album or on that song so what was it like working with her and what did you take away from working with her oh dude it was amazing um First of all, I've always wanted to do a song with Lacey, so that was a dream come true. I love her voice. I love her heart. She's just got so much passion for what she does and for people. Um, so we we were in the same mindset with that 
actually something interesting, and she said this in interviews too, so I don't feel super weird saying it, even though I feel weird. Um, I wrote all of her parts as well on that song. Um, she just performed them way better than I was going to. <laughs> but um, no, I, I wrote that, uh, all the lyrics, and you know we wrote the song as a band. But um, I think for me, the thing that I've taken away from Lacey is to do things with purpose. Um, she's explained before in interviews why she screams. And a lot of, I don't think a lot of bands know why they scream. I think that they just think it's a cool sound or whatever. And for, for Lacey, she, she really uh, inspired me with what she said about, you know, if there is something to be angry about, if there is something to be loud about, you know, that's why I'm screaming. It's not just, you know, to holler in a song. Yeah. That's dope. Cause I, um, I've seen them, Twice, and I was actually on their first tour when I was at the first tour when they were with uh, Family Values in Corn. I was there the first time, so it's cool to watch her progression and watch what she's done. And yeah, I'm a big third day fan, so it's really awesome to actually get to see where she's at now versus where she was. And back when she did the Bible studies on uh, Facebook and stuff with her fans, I would she would actually comment on my comments, and we would actually talk from time to time. And that's awesome over the internet. It was cool. That's all. Yeah, she has a heart for people, dude. I, I love her, man. Her and her, her, and her husband, Josh, and just her, their kids and everything. They're they're great family. Yeah, Josh told me that he actually liked my beard one time on Facebook on the video chat thing. So yeah, like, that would be a cool guy to interview sometime. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, that it was good talking to you, man. And that's pretty much all my questions. If you have any questions for me, if you got any links that you want to put in. Your Spotify, new album, whatever you guys got going on, I can put it there. And... Okay. Yeah, for, for anybody um, watching this, listening to this, um, just thank you so much for your your love and, and sticking with Islander all these years. And I uh, can't believe we're still doing it. And I feel like we're just getting started. That's what's crazy. I literally feel like we're just getting started. And new album on the way. We're going to be dropping some info on that soon. Um, and thank you, Ben. Thank you so much for your passion. For doing what you do man no man thank you for taking the time out i know we had to schedule this two or three days and all the weather and all that dude, yeah we're about to have sto a storm here again dude that's crazy so thanks for sticking with me and thanks for giving me the opportunity and i hope to hear from you in the future and doing something in the future absolutely man. absolutely bro we're gonna kick it oh, yeah. <laughs> all right man all right love you dude love you. peace